Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode two, series two of the Women's Running podcast. I'm Esther Newman, editor of Women's Running, And in this episode, I talk to Tasha Thompson, the founder of the online community and running group Black Girls Do Run. She set up her group a year ago to inspire black women to run for their fitness, their health and their mental well-being. Tasha's always been a runner, but she had noticed that very few other black women were joining her at the start line of races. And she quickly realised that there were a ton of barriers that prevented black women from taking up running. She set up Black Girls Do Run to help support more women to access running and to enjoy it, and to help educate wider society about the presence of the barriers that black women face. She talked to me here about her own running, setting up the group, the issues that her community faces, and how within just a few months the group came face to face with racism at the Hackney Half. But Tasha is a woman to be reckoned with. Since then, her group has grown both in size and in reputation, and she has secured support from Runderwear and recognition in the press. You know that lovely feminist phrase, nevertheless, she persisted. That's Tasha. Her unwavering positivity and optimism are palpable, and this is reflected by the support and loyalty of her group. She's just a bundle of joy. This episode is sponsored by Runderwear, a small brand in Dorset which makes technical performance underwear to prevent chafing. Voted the UK's number one underwear and socks brand at the UK Running Awards, Runderwear is well known for designing seamless, moisture-wicking underwear that runners love. Runderwear is also the sports bra and underwear partner of England Athletics, and their sports bras come with their chafe-free guarantee and are available in sizes 28A, to 40H. Women's running listeners can get an exclusive 20% off all full-priced items online using the code WR20 at runderwear.co.uk. That's WR20 at runderwear.co.uk. 
This week, the Runderwear team is launching an amazing competition, giving one lucky listener the chance to win a Runderwear Winners Bundle. The bundle will include everything you need to start your running journey with Runderwear, including a base layer, a sports bra, a pair of chafe-free underwear and a pair of socks. The winner can choose the colour and style of each item included in their bundle. To enter this amazing competition, you just need to enter your details at Runderwear. There's quite a big URL, so I've made a shortened bit.ly link. So just go to bit.ly forward slash comp. That's bit.ly forward slash comp. But don't worry, you can find the link in the podcast notes. Right. I want to find out everything I want to find about you, your running, your group, everything. There's so much to know, I know. Oh, wow. Social media does not even give me a tiny bit of information. Not, no, not, it does just give you like a snapshot, really, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So I want to know loads more. So um, I do, I've got, I have been trying to stalk you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some little, so bit, little bits about you. But, so but, what have you learned from stalking me? Well, Tasha, I have learned that... Um, I have learned that you're probably one of the most kind of positive and optimistic people on Instagram, as far oh, as I can see. Oh, wow, thank you. It is so lovely. It's so, such a nice grid. You know, like when you sort of scroll through Instagram and you go onto your group... And there's you and your run group and you're just like chuffed to bits in every single photograph. And for me, that just, um, it's like a kind of a visual demonstration of the power of running and the kind of the, the mental health benefits and the community that, that running can offer. Um, so yeah, so that's what I know. But oh, wow. that's, a, that's big. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but what I don't know is the story behind the photograph. So I want to find out a bit more about that. And I want to find out about you. So could you tell me a bit about yourself? Like when you started running, how long ago and why you like it? So I started running 21 years ago this year, actually. So I'm, on, I'm an old runner. <laughs> and I think I was about probably 20 to about 21, I think. I was how old it was. Maybe it's longer than 21 years. I'm not sure. But why did I start running? I, I started going to the gym when I was about 18 years old because I just wanted, I kind of decided about age 18 that I was going to try and lead a healthy lifestyle because I saw like in my family, a lot of people always got blood pressure or hypertension and I didn't want to get it. I decided that wasn't going to happen to me. So the surefire way of not happening to me was to exercise and maybe eat rubbish, but I didn't, I didn't even think I could do both, eat rubbish and not exercise, so I decided <laughs> to exercise. And my favourite machine in the gym was the treadmill, so I always used to run the treadmill, thought I was really good at it, then decided one day to run outside, and oh my gosh, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I couldn't believe the difference, I'm sure everyone has said this, but I couldn't believe the difference. Like I, I could probably run for like half an hour, 45 minutes on the treadmill, and outside, I think, I think I lasted 20 minutes and it was like, that was the most, at that point, that was the most difficult run of my life. 
Wow. The first one outdoors. But I liked it. I liked being outdoors. I liked that the scenery was changing. I felt like I was going somewhere rather than being on a treadmill and going nowhere, but like a hamster on its wheel. So I tried again. And as running goes, as the more you do it, the easier it gets. And then I entered a race, which was, I think my first race was 1998. Five kilometer race in Hyde Park. And I loved it. So what I loved about entering races was I wasn't just exercising for exercising's sake. I was exercising. I had a date to run a distance so that kept really kept me motivated and kept me running really so how was that first race oh it's magical (laughs) getting that medal I still love it still love getting medals (laughs) really good five kilometer race um I think I did it in 25 minutes at a time I thought I was slow now I know I was really quite actually quite fast yeah (laughs) but no really I just really Sense really good sense of achievement. I was so chuffed with it. I even got um, I got a little plaque put on the back, engraved with the date oh. and the time. That's how I know it's my first medal. So it's still there. So that's really special. So what did you do after that? Just kept entering races, but there weren't that many races. That weren't that many races around at the time in London. So. This was kind of before the internet and stuff. So I mean, we used to buy a runner's world and runner's world just have all the races listed in the back. Mm-hmm. So just looking at the back of runner's, runner's world, seeing what races I could enter. And then I think a few years later, I decided that I wanted to do London marathons. So kept applying for that. Kept That's a big leap, a big leap from 5k <laughs> to London marathon. Yeah, I did. I did 5k. I think I did a few, I probably did a, t- I probably did a few 10ks by then as well. But I literally went from, 10k entered a marathon then entered a half marathon once I got a place in the London marathon which I didn't get a place actually I did it for charity Mm -hmm. and um yeah I've just not just not stopped really tell me about that marathon oh my goodness like running the marathon especially London is like probably one of the most amazing things you can do in London and as a Londoner yeah and it was tough. It was overwhelming. It took me so much longer than I thought it would because I thought it would take me three and a half hours mm-hmm. because I didn't think it was possible to run longer than that. I soon learned that it took a lot. It took me just under five hours. Yeah. And you meet such amazing people. Like it's tough for everybody, but the people you meet along the course are just so inspirational and their stories. And it's just like, I still remember many of the people I met on that day today, I've never seen them again, but I still, and I probably wouldn't recognize them if I saw them, but I remember our conversations and I remember at what points I met them. You just remember so much about it. There's not, it's almost like passing your driving test. You know, that feeling of just like sheer happiness. Yes. No, it's a really good experience. So, so what year was that that you did the first London marathon? 2001. 2001 and then and then after that what was did you have like a come down after you'd run it did you sort of serious come down (laughs) (laughs) yeah after that I said I was never going to do it again I I always wanted to just do it once and I did it but I did do the Paris marathon in 2004 wow which was really good Um, I found it much easier at that time 
And I don't know if they still do it, but you had the choice of white or red wine along the course. (laughs) 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 After that, I decided that I wasn't going to do another marathon. I decided it was, because it kind of takes takes over your life, your training. You have to say, oh, no, I can't come out tonight because I'm running for indefinitely in the morning for how many hours. So I decided I'd just stick to um, 5Ks, 10Ks and half marathons, which which I did. And then I had two children. Then I kind of didn't run at all for a few years. But then slowly or surely the running bug came back. And um, then I just found creative ways to fit it in with having two children. So how old are your children now? I've got a 12-year-old daughter and a 9-year-old son. And do they run? Not really, actually. My daughter, I keep telling her there's a runner inside of her, but she reckons she hates it, which a lot of girls do at that age for some reason. Mm-hmm. And my son, my son, he runs, actually. He's done, he's done like quite a few park runs with me, and he'll oh. run with me sometimes. And my daughter, she has run, but as she's gotten older, she's kind of like, no, I, I don't want to run, I just want to swim. She's a swimmer. But they're both active in their own ways, but yeah. not necessarily running. So my son, he does gymnastics. He's really good at gymnastics. And my wow. daughter, she's a really good swimmer. So they're active in their own ways in what they like doing, not necessarily what I like doing. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> um, and then so last year you set up Black Girls Do Run. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I was reading about that and... Um, and I know that you set it up to inspire black women to run for their health and their fitness and well-being. What made you set it up? So because I've been entering and running races for the last, I'd say, 20 years, and I always noticed there weren't many black females running and always wondered why, because of all the exercises, running is like almost the easiest because you just need a decent pair of running trainers, which can set you back a fair bit sometimes. But then you open your front door and you can just you can even just run around the block to begin with and then be home within 20 minutes. I didn't really understand why there weren't more because like, when it comes to like December the 31st, that's like the number one New Year's resolution to get fit. Mm-hmm. So running is so... So I didn't really understand why, but speaking to friends and family, like they didn't really... I think a lot of people, a lot of black females didn't really feel that it was something that they could do even though we're all designed to run as long as you've got your legs and your feet um so I decided to do try and do something about it because there weren't I didn't see many black females at race and I guess if I was bothered by that I probably wouldn't have gone back and entered more whereas I didn't mind but I know for some females if they don't see kind of people that look like them or people that they can relate to they they won't go Mm. so it's just about trying to make a change, trying to put out more imagery of regular black females running. And we also have, like, because there's a lot of, um, like, elite athletes, the sprinters and the long-distance runners, I think everybody has this kind of belief that if you're a runner, you need to be really good at it or else you don't do it. Yeah. So whenever I say to someone, oh, you should come for a run sometime, they say, oh, no, you're probably really fast. Like, oh, no, I'm not fast. I'm many things, but fast isn't one of them. And they're like, really? So there's this kind of misconception that if you're not fast, either you're fast or you don't do it. But we're trying to encourage women just to run. doesn't matter how 
quickly or slowly you cover a mile it's still a mile and just have your own happy pace and just do it for the enjoyment you don't have to um have targets you don't have to run a 10k in 50 minutes just run it in the time that you can and, and be proud of your achievement and so what's been the response to setting up the group well at first like with anything at first it was slow and it was just mainly me and my two friends who I've run with regularly for the last maybe four or five years but slowly slowly because we've been quite consistent in posting and being out there and being at races we've just seemed to be increased in popularity and I think we've had a few black females who probably would never have thought of running before have like said well actually um how do I join? And then you explain what we do, where we run. And then they say, well, I can't run or I'm really slow or I don't think I could do it. But then we just try and encourage them, banish their fears and get them to come along. And we've just seen some amazing results like completing first park runs, completing first half marathons. We've got a lady who runs, but she's never run beyond the local park. She actually went to another local park, and it was like, she ventured, it's, it's just amazing. We've got a lady that runs with her son. Her son's running with her a few times a week now, and he's only, he's only 10, I think, and he's like running six, seven miles, like three times a week now. So it is, it's amazing. And I think the most beautiful thing that we hear is, you inspired me to run. When I hear those words, it's just like, it's wonderful. It makes everything worthwhile. And so you have the the running group like in real life, but there's also sort of, you know, you have your Instagram page. Um, So is it, is it a community that that operates um, socially like in on social media as much as it does in real life? Yeah, well, it, well, it started. It start, all started with an Instagram page. So it all started with a kiss, is what it usually is, isn't it? It started with an Instagram page, and with, an, with and with kind of no real plan in mind apart from right, I'm going to start a page and I'm going to start posting more photos. And the aim in the beginning was to just to get just to alleviate loneliness at races, so that people didn't feel like they were the only black female and at the race, so we could all meet up at races. And now it's probably grown into, we still do that, but there's not really many races on at the moment because of COVID-19. But what we've done since the lockdown restrictions were eased the first time around, because now they're increased again, so it's all very confusing. We, start, we started meeting up monthly because we're all in different parts of London. So we can't necessarily like run together once a week. A few of us that live near each other do. So we've got a monthly run. We do a monthly one. We've got one coming up on Sunday. So we're trying to go to different parks in London to give people in different areas the opportunity to run so this Sunday we are going to Victoria Park it's a lovely park in East London and I saw um I saw on Instagram there was a post that you did a little while back um you were doing a sort of throwback to the Harrow Half Marathon that you raced last year with a bunch of your friends yeah um it I mean it looked absolutely fantastic but there was a comment um that you were making there that there was uh, a woman that you'd met who insisted that the name of your group was racist. What happened there? Yes. So I haven't really been very vocal about that, actually, because I just don't want it to be taken in one way, because some, that's what happens sometimes. But we had run, so that was our first race that we wore our vests. I'm wearing a T-shirt now. 
And so we got kind of a, quite a lot of attention because there were three of us wearing the same vest that say Black Girls Do One UK. And it was all lovely throughout the race, great race, really well organised. But at the end, the lady giving out, now was she giving out water bottles or T-shirts? She was giving out something anyway. She said, well, if I wore a T-shirt saying White Girls Do One UK, you would label me racist. So we had to go into this whole explanation into why we wouldn't label her racist. And then she said, well, at my, I volunteer at my local running club at the local track. And there's loads of black girls there. And then we said, well, I'm not, I believe that they are, but they're probably running like 100 metres, 200 metres. Like we're a lot of black females. We're quite known for being speedy and for running the short distances. And then she said, yes. I said, well, that's what we're trying to encourage black females to run longer distances. Mm-hmm. 10 kilometers half marathons marathons that's what we're trying to do and not saying that what you're i'm sure there are lots of black females in your running group but they're probably 16 17 18 in their teen years were picked shown to have really good ability at running by their pe teacher and join the running group we're trying to encourage older women who like had their children are not very healthy want to be healthier, want to exercise, want to feel good about themselves, but they're scared to. So as much as you think we're trying to be racist or we're trying to exclude people, we're not. We're just trying to focus on a niche area. Yeah. And uh, kind of calm down. Well, that's good. I mean, do you, do, I mean, do you find um, that since setting up the group, do you find that you're having to do more education? Yes. Even though it was at one point where I was considering changing a name because... <laughs> I thought, oh, maybe the names, because it's, it's a bit bold and cheeky, I think, maybe sometimes. I think, oh, maybe it's a bit too bold, because it just says what it, it says what it is. Yeah. But then, I just, but then we decided against it, because I can't remember why we decided against it. We decided to keep the name. It would have been too much probably to change the name, because we were kind of well established by then. But, yeah, it's, it's that learning curve. I think that Harrow Half Marathon was like, a real kind of turning point because it never dawned on me before that we'd be misunderstood. Mm. Because you know when you understand something yourself and like everyone around you understands it, you forget that other people might not understand it. So yes, we do have to educate and explain that when we're not racist, like we're not at all. We all have, we all, many of us have friends from different cultures, family from different cultures. And it's not about that, but it's just that even statistically, it shows that like black females in London don't do enough exercise. So we're just trying to make a difference to a small minority of groups that don't run or don't do any exercise. But if they, if you can't, sometimes you can't be what you can't see. But when you see us, a black, a group of black females running, we're not fast, we're not stick thin. We've we've got children, we've got jobs, we've got other commitments, and we're still finding that time to fit running into our lives we're hoping that just by seeing that it inspires someone else to run and we've inspired i'd like to inspire we've inspired a few to run so no i think we're going the right way but we are sometimes misunderstood and we do try and explain and hopefully then we become understood yeah i'd hope so too um do you think um you'd be able to explain why it is that fewer black women run than white women one okay the reasons i hear the two two top reasons i hear are here yeah and everybody will look at me 
Okay. Which I think all, all women have that. All, not just women as well, men too probably have that. Everyone will look at you. And hair, like our hair doesn't um, always lend well to sweating. I was going to so, ask you about hair, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hair and everyone will look, everyone will look at me. And, I, and also, I don't, I don't like running. I can't run. So I think a lot of females have probably have had bad experiences with running, maybe in PE and being made to run faster than what is comfortable for them. Mm -hmm. And everyone looking at me, yeah, that is a, that's a tough one. That's one that won't go away. That's one you kind of have to learn to overcome and just ignore it because you do get people looking at you. You do get people making silly remarks saying like, run faster or can I come with you or just see things that are that are, I guess from the person making the comments perspective harmless but it can be quite intimidating you mm. don't want to be bothered when you're ready you just want to run and then the hair that's a difficult one it's not always easy with afro hair you just kind of got to experiment and find what works what's the problem with afro hair so if you say for example if you've got natural hair here and it's how it grows it can get quite fuzzy and quite curly and then be difficult to manage afterwards if you've got relaxed hair where you put a chemical in it to straighten it it can get quite sweaty and then not quite it just doesn't sit right then it just looks just doesn't look quite right so a lot of issues are hair but um i don't know i always say don't prioritize your hair care over your health care that seems like a good message but I think it's I think it's a really important thing to for you to have raised in the first place because when I've spoken to women about barriers that they might face uh before they run or before they take on their first run yeah um it, what's talked about is the really is the big reasons um you know the sort of culture or um or, or what's going on in your head or you know there's those massive barriers that, that, that faced loads of people. But I'd never read anywhere, apart from on your Instagram account, that one of the barriers is hair. And it's, it's such a, a significant problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a huge thing. It's, it's even like stepping away from running slightly. It's, like it's, it's why like, there's not a lot of black females that can swim. It's because of hair. That's even, that's even probably the figures are worse for swimming, I imagine. Yeah, and triathlon stuff like that. If you yeah, yeah. So because we don't, because we generally don't learn to swim, then we can't do triathlons. <laughs> we can't swim in a pool. We definitely can't swim in open water. <laughs> oh, no. God. So um. So, do, uh, but tell me about your sessions. Who who comes along to your sessions? How many How many do you have? So I'd say the monthly sessions. We've tr we've been trying because of the whole COVID nineteen situa situation. We try to keep them small. So we cap them at a maximum of 24 and I'd say like with everything like there's always like a few that don't turn up so anywhere but I'd say between 12 and 15 come which makes it manageable and then we're able to social distance and stuff so we've got this one coming up on Sunday is 24 booked but I don't know if 24 will turn up and of those 24 are they I mean what are they different in age I'd say we are the, we range from, I would say, 35 upwards. I'm 43. 
yeah about 35 upwards i would say we've got one we've got one lady who runs with us who lives nearby me she's a lot younger we call her our baby but she's about 25 and and of all your runners uh what have been your favorite success stories over the past year favorite success stories i think doing the big half marathon in march that was really good because that was there were eight, that was eight of us running a half marathon which was amazing and it was three people's first half marathon which was just lovely just to share that moment with them and how how was the day for you oh it was wonderful it was lovely really good race really happy um yeah it was just lovely Lo- it was just lovely to just be with eight women and just to, and just the banter and the laughs we had and the jokes and then getting to the start line and then we kind of all split up in the race because we all just run our own pace and waiting for each other at the end and cheering as as everyone crosses the line it's just it's just fantastic it's just such a heartwarming thing to witness and did, did you have races that you'd signed up to over lockdown that, that were postponed or cancelled? yes yes oh. manchester marathon that's probably like the hardest one so three of us were going to do we're going to run Manchester Marathon in April, which has been was proposed postponed to October, then postponed to April. Now yesterday they said it's postponed till October 2021. So I, yeah, it's very difficult. So have you have you signed up to anything for next year aside from that? No, not yet. I've entered the ballot for the Royal Parks Half Marathon. I enter that every year I've not got in yet <laughs> so have you found training quite hard over lockdown because of having no kind of specific goals no not re- I've actually well, when we only had an hour of exercise each day I made sure I used that hour so I think when the lockdown first happened in April I did a running streak I ran every day in April wow between like one mile and six miles on a daily basis so that was good and I just um I think running became almost more important than ever before during the lockdown because it like it was escape time. So no, I managed to keep running throughout the lockdown. And what about your community? Were you able to kind of keep them uplifted throughout lockdown and keep them inspired? Yeah, we have a WhatsApp group. So um, in the WhatsApp group, what we do, we just encourage everybody to post their runs. If they've got questions, or like where where can I go and buy trainers or I've got these trainers, but they don't feel quite right. What trainers do you run in? Just any running related issues. And then we were doing, we organized about three times. We did a, a, mar- a virtual marathon relay. So we'd see who went, how many people wanted to take part. And then we split the marathon distance between, I don't know, usually about six or seven of us. That kept us motivated. So then the WhatsApp group, the WhatsApp group has been good. That sounds lovely. Post your, post your breakfast, what you had for breakfast, all sorts of things. Any offers going on, any useful articles. So it's, it's, it's quite, um, it is, it's, we use it on a daily basis. There's always, there's always messages going backwards and forwards. So it's really nice. I haven't met everybody in it yet now. At one point I knew everybody in it, now I don't. Right. Okay, so another wonderful thing that I was reading about you is that you've described yourself as a slow runner. Now, having now heard you talk about doing a 5K in 25 minutes, I don't think that's true at all. But you, <laughs> you have described yourself as a slow runner. I realise that's when you were 21. But um, you've described yourself as a slow runner, and I think that is so important to a, a message to get out there because lots of women don't run because they think of it, as you were talking about 
like as as an elite sport so it seems kind of out of reach or too hard um but like to run slow is a technique that obviously that enables us to kind of do so much more to go longer but also to kind of maintain um maintain that kind of community feel because it means you can chat right so yeah yeah and the chatting's so important <laughs> well, uh, well uh, that's what i was going to ask it's, it's like why why do you run slow and um what are the benefits for you and for your group for slower running why do i run slow maybe if i could run fast i probably would <laughs> but <laughs> it, just feels really, <laughs> it feels really uncomfortable but whenever i try to run fast I always end up with an injury, it feels like. So I just don't do it anymore. And it, and I don't enjoy it because you, when you run fast, you can't talk. So I run slow because I enjoy running and because I'd rather run slow and keep running throughout the rest of my life, hopefully, rather than run fast and be injured like every three months and not be able to run. And I just think someone's got to be, someone's got to be a slow runner why not it be me <laughs> so yeah so 20, 20, 20 21 years ago i did run five kilometers in about 25 minutes fast forward to 2020 it probably take me 35 minutes which is not too bad but i'm always uh, i'm always like adamant that i am a slow runner and people don't believe me and i said no and I, what i told them that i am slow but what i am and which i think is the most important thing is as i am consistent so I run, I run slowly, but I run three times a week and I'm consistent in running three times a week. That's the difference that makes a difference. It's not my speed. It's just that I'm consistent with the speed that I run and I consistently run. And it does make you um, an absolutely brilliant role model for women who maybe take up running like a little bit later on, like after they've had kids and whatever, as you were talking about, who would be you concerned about running to think that they'd have to you know get to certain or, or be concerned about joining a group in case they got left behind yeah um, no one wants to be left no one wants to be left behind yeah so do you, and how do you manage that with a group where um women have different experiences and um some of them are able to run faster and some run slower how do you manage that with a running group so because we have to run in like smaller groups now anyway because of COVID-19, and I think even before that, you kind of naturally run with someone who's running at a similar pace to you. So it just kind of organically happens where you're running at a pace and then someone else will come and join you and you stay at that pace. And um, you just find someone who's running at a kind of similar pace because there are, there are a few runners who are fairly fast and then there's some that are slow. There's some that need to walk sometimes. But we, we always just I always make sure that nobody nobody's alone. If someone's at the back by themselves, I'll just slow down because our group, the group ones that we do, I don't really count them. Then those are my training runs. Those are the runs for everybody else. So I don't mind walking. And so um, since you've set up the group, I think you've probably had um, a bit more kind of media interest than you just running on your own. What's that been like? Oh, that's been so overwhelming really overwhelming because it almost feels like we're so small and we're so new and it, sometimes it feels like well they're talking about us like we're bigger than we really are but no, <laughs> it's quite strange sometimes small can be powerful so so yeah, yes yeah absolutely and, and so tell me about what's happened there Who, who's been talking to you what's what's been the result so we were on the bbc sport radio 
they have a show on Fridays, Women's Sport Hour. I spoke on that. We've um, we've done some filming with Gymshark, um, Wonderwear. I was going to talk about that. Women, <laughs> women, women in women's health online mm-hmm. and Runners World. And I think that that's it. That's quite a lot in a year, though, anyway. That's loads in a year. Yeah. I mean, bearing in mind, how many women do you have on your books at the moment? Between the WhatsApp group and the Strava group, I reckon it's about 50. So you've got 50 women on the book? I don't, I, yeah, I don't think, but not all are running, though. Mm-hmm. But that's who we've got, like, listed as, like, in our groups. Wow. Well, it is, it is small and mighty, then. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and I did want to talk to you about Runderwear, um, because I know that you're supported by them in more than one way, actually. Um, because yes. they very supportive <laughs> stuff. Um, and I saw a beautiful picture of you on Instagram walking onto the tube in your underwear kit. It was oh, yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> That's so cool. So, um, right, I know you, you love the kit, so I want to know why you like underwear and what your favourite piece is. So my favourite piece is the bra. I've forgotten which one I've got, but... It is the best sports bra I've ever worn because I, I wear it and I can't feel it. And I've never experienced that before. It's amazing. It's amazing. Do you, do you it, have feels one, like a, it feels like an invisible bra. Is there, there's one that's called like Easy On and there's another that's one. The one which is, that's the yeah. one. That's have the you, one I've got. Have you got a bright pink one or something like that? I, they didn't have the pink one in stock. Oh, black. I know. <laughs> didn't have it in my size I would have gone for pink <laughs> yeah I, I've never but it's, an, it's like an, it's like your boobs are supported invisibly yeah I um I have it's the amazing. original one I think it is and I absolutely love it I do absolutely love it it is it's the one that I save for my long runs because I know that I'm not going to get any chafing any kind of rubbing marks or anything like that the shorts I love the shorts as well because I, I suffer from chafing especially between the legs because I have no fire gap and that is gone <laughs> doesn't exist with them it's amazing yeah yeah and in fact oh, there was all... wasn't there another post that you had on Instagram where it's just a picture of your legs and you had your like some long the, the long pink shorts underneath the skirt because you were going to go for a run oh, yeah. <laughs> love it <laughs> it looked like such a fashion choice as well and because it goes with yeah, your branding it's like I like boom. yeah yeah no it's, it's amazing it, the shorts are amazing because I have to, I often have to use um, Lanocaine, mm-hmm. the anti-chafing gel. Don't need it with those shorts. I need more of them. That's what I need, more of those shorts. So, um, like, tell me about... And the socks, the socks, the socks. Socks oh. are amazing as well. So I did the London Tempeach Challenge on Saturday. So I walked 26 miles, no blisters. See, yeah. now that, that is the kind of endorsement that Runderwear yeah. should be paying for, really. That's absolutely yeah. amazing. Not one. So I said, have you got blisters? Not, no blisters, no soreness, nothing. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I kind of... See, my favourite piece is always going to be that bra. And um, yeah. I, was, I was explaining to a friend that I'd, um, I particularly like the fact that it's quite, it's quite a traditional one as well with that, your hook and eye. Because lots of yeah. bras come that are pull-on, pull-off. And um, after a really long effort, when you were like really sweaty, the pulley off ones can can kind of get you stuck in them. 
Like yeah. I've I've been I have been stuck in the house in my it's bra. It's scary to be stuck like in that. the sports bra, isn't it? It's scary. <laughs> I almost had to phone a neighbour to no, come. No, we never talked about this, you know. No, the terror of being stuck in your sports yeah. bra. It's, it's a real scary. fear. It's out there. It's yeah. It's not. I mean, pants are different. You can always get out of them, but bra when yeah. you've got your elbow stuck halfway in. Yeah, because it gets kind of well, you come kind of like all become your elbows, shoulders, everything kind of gets mixed up, and it's yeah, yeah. it's horrible. It's stressful. Yeah, no, I did. I almost had to phone my next door neighbour to come round, and like he's a chap in his mid sixties, and I don't think he would have batted an eyelid, but you know, I, it was. I I prefer not to have to to have to do that, frankly. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask about running and its benefits for you. Like, um, I know that like when we ask all of our runners, like I, we say to them, you know, why do you run? And um, I think that there's been this massive shift from women running 10 years ago to women running today. And I think a lot of that comes through education and through understanding their own bodies and stuff. And so I reckon if I asked this question 10 years ago, to all the women runners I know, why do you run? I reckon the top answer would be different than it is now. But the top answer now tends to be mental well-being. It's kind of, yeah. it's, it's me time, I think, is the kind of, the, the big thing. Yeah, I think I run because it's the only thing I do that's for me. And if I don't run, I tend to get quite a bit irritable. So I run for me because what I do that benefits myself as a person, as a mother, as an employee, and it's it's just really beneficial for my well-being. It's my thinking time. I can go running and be really anxious about something and run, have, have a lot of time to think about it and kind of like, work out what I'm going to do about it or even if I don't work it out what I'm going to do about it I can I feel better after it or if I'm running with some of the girls I can talk about it to them and then we just get you get we bounce ideas off each other it's like and then just when you get back even if you've not solved it it's not that bad anymore you can't you run most of it off so yeah it is a lot to do with your mental health and your mental well-being definitely I love it. It feels. It does feel like we've got this new language that we can use, and uh, it feels to me like, um, like when I've asked that question, and when we asked um, the women's running readers why they ran, and um, in the answers, some said mental health, and some said me time, um, but I think those two things are the are the same, you know, or or, or at least can be under the same umbrella. Um, I think it's it's so important, and it's it feels like. It feels like very few women would put weight loss as their number one goal now. It just yeah. And probably ten years ago, it probably would have been yeah, I run to fit into a pair of skinny jeans. It might have been that reason. It's true, but it's not. It's not about that anymore. It's the way in which like um, runners, like the way we've discovered mindfulness. The way we like we were the ones that discovered mindfulness before it became a term that everyone used as far as I'm concerned so it's like you were saying it's that thing that you go for a run and you either sort out your problem or it just kind of sorts itself out or you talk about it or or when you come back by the time you've come back it feels something that you can cope with it's 
it's like an antidepressant in a run. Yeah, and even like, so my children don't run, but running is a part of their life because they ask me, when you go running tomorrow, tomorrow, mummy, oh, did you, how was your race? Or how was your run? Well, who came running today? Because they know a lot of the other females that run. So it's part of their vocabulary as well, which I I think think is vital. Yeah. Yeah. It's so so normal. Even my daughter said that one of her friends at school said her mum's her mum runs and she went oh my mum runs too oh the, it's so just that, so that important isn't it? Thing, that might not have been a thing maybe 15 20 years ago somebody's mum running somebody's dad yeah not mum yeah yeah absolutely we're taking over the world i think it's um yeah for for to give our children the vocabulary to to understand what we do i i have exactly the same with my kids that they 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 have less than zero enthusiasm for actually running on its own but there's one but there's one in there they yeah. run one day they will do they will they will um and yeah but they they know me they know they know to um like they they know that i'm gonna sweat when i come back they know i've gone for a run they know not to hug me when i've come back from a run they they wish me luck you know and things like that and i think that's um it all of that stuff adds up to potential future runners and definitely Definitely. potential you know future you know adults that are aware of their physical and mental health because of what their parents do yeah and I think even if they don't run we're sowing those seeds into them and I think that's really important yeah absolutely totally vital so tell me so you're inspiring your kids right so who inspires you just everyday people you know I wouldn't say the elite runners because I think elite runners don't don't get me wrong they are fantastic but they have coaches they have sponsorship deals they have pretty much everything kind of given to them even though they do work incredibly hard but I just I just the everyday everyday female just inspires me especially the ones who really struggle with it I think they're amazing we had one lady who has run with us a few times in the past, but really wants to get back into it. So we run at five o'clock Thursday mornings. And um, we said, oh, right, if you, we arranged for somewhere to meet, which was not too far from where she lives so that she wouldn't be alone for too long. We picked her up and she ran and she thought it was so hard, but she did it. And we're so proud of her. Those are the, those are the females that inspire me. The ones who find it so difficult but still want to get out there and run. Yeah, that sounds absolutely amazing. I know exactly what you mean. I know, yeah, precisely what you mean. Like, like in the magazine, we cover so many different runners, and we do have elites in there, and we have these incredible ultra runners. But it's it's a bit like Strictly Come Dancing. It's the journey that's like the interesting thing. You get someone that goes from zero to five k, and because of the, the battles they've overcome, the difficulties they faced it's that's the stuff that will reduce you to tears and inspire you to go out for a run the next morning because she did it so why can't I and there's such incredible stories to have in the magazine I think those ones yeah because even one of our runners one of our young runners saying oh you know I'm going to try and come to one I said to her look you need to stop trying and start doing like for two nights for the week it's not going to hurt you to go to bed early and set your alarm wake up and come and she went oh yeah it's so true and she came and she's done amazing oh that's incredible 
So what are your goals with the club? So, you know, what's, what's going to happen next? I mean, I know this is all dependent on COVID and. It is very much dependent on COVID. So the, the plan is, well, some of it should have happened already had it not been for COVID-19 is to become England affiliated. And we are in talks of possibly becoming a charity. And long term, what we'd like to see is Black Girls Do One UK groups in different cities. How are we going to do that yet? Yeah, don't know. But that's the long term plan so that there can be groups, say, in Manchester, Bristol, Birmingham. It's different because we can't be everywhere. So that's that's the long term plan. So how can we support you reach those goals? What what can we do? What can the listeners of this podcast do to help you get there? Oh, wow. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep liking our posts. Keep being there. Keep encouraging us because it really does help. Okay, I think we can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know what? Women have been our biggest supporters and it's so beautiful. Women from all walks of life, from all ethnicities have been our biggest supporters and um that's what we that's what you need to do we just need to keep doing what women do and what we do is we support each other Mm -hmm. and like so many women have been doing it already and it's been it's been wonderful because i don't women's health shared runners world shared the women's health article on the runners world instagram page and we pretty much got slated but it was yeah but by men no men were supportive so that's what i mean like women like all the women said well if this is inspiring more women to run i'm all here for it and men were like oh why do we need this group why are they trying to um be so um exclude people so it was women that just had our back Mm. so you you already women step up whenever women need support so i said all the women that follow us are already doing it i just wish i could meet everybody <laughs> <laughs> that's good but it's i mean it's it, it it's great and it's that's uplifting to hear at the end but also it's really upsetting to hear that there are people out there who are not supportive and not encouraging it's that all, it's that kind of all lives matter rubbish isn't it i think so awful i mean i didn't read the comments until about six weeks later i don't think because I, I, it was just it was horrible mm. yeah but yeah it's the whole all lives matter thing and like why when we're being like why are you being political we're not being we're not being but there's so many running groups you see there's so many running groups but there aren't necessarily a lot of running groups that are for niche areas where there are not many runners that are representatives so that's what we're trying to do so there's like i've seen there's a running group out there that's encouraging muslim women to run fantastic mm. love it so and there's a lady that i follow in somewhere in one of the scandinavian countries and she's encouraging asian women to run brilliant it's just like this is it's amazing and that's what needs that's what we need you need to see people that look like you running it doesn't mean you don't like other people or you're against other people you just need to feel that i can be part of that yeah. I can do that because she looks like me. She's not five foot eight, doesn't look like a model, got two children, got a regular job, and she runs. Well, surely I can fit one or two runs. That's, that's, that's what you need. You need inspiration from ordinary people mm-hmm. to inspire ordinary people 
to then do it. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel I wish I need, I need some kind of cheering noise at the end of that. <laughs> I just loved the way Tasha talked about the London Marathon with such love for her home city. In these bonkers times, it made me feel quite tearful. Make sure you follow her on Instagram and give the group a wave if you see them out running in their signature pink tops. And don't forget to enter that competition to win all those Rondawear goodies. Go to bit.ly forward slash comp to enter. And very good luck. This episode was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman. And my brand new mic is the Podcast Pro from Sontronics. It's red and lovely. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode and I'll feel all warm and happy. At Women's Running, we want to inspire you to run, whether you've never run before or you're training for your fifth ultramarathon. We think that women who run need a space for themselves and we want to be that. Every month we talk all things running and all things women, from training plans for specific distances to interviews with incredible runners, ideas on how to improve your running and remain injury-free, to delicious recipes to fuel your running and tons of advice on women's health. The easiest way to get hold of a copy is to go to our online shop at shop.womensrunning.co.uk or you could get it delivered direct to your door or to your inbox every month by subscribing. You can buy the digital edition at pocketmags.com or download the app to your phone or tablet through your app store. For all the different ways to read the magazine, go to shop womensrunning.co.uk Do join us. We would love to have you with us. Happy running. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.